If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Good afternoon, and welcome, everybody! This would be the G- <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show as I cough in the intro. <laughs> What's my name? What's the name of this show? I've been doing it 25 years! <laughs> Butchered the intro. What a week. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. Uh, we're <laughs> at Warchant.com. At 93.3, if you're watching a War Chant TV, I appreciate you. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. All right. Let's, uh, nobody online heard that. That's all right. <laughs> a radio audience is like, damn, man, it's just the intro. I'll do it dry. Here you go. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show. Now I feel better. There you go. I think that's the first time in War Chant TV history when we're live on the air they've heard that. Oh, that's right. They never get to hear that unless they're going back and listening to the pod. Or if it's recorded, there are times yeah. when we just go, the hell with the audio in terms of music. Mm-hmm. Let's just throw it down. Well, and away we go. 73 days until Florida State plays football and uh, considerably less than that until college football starts, which gets me to the point that we keep making, and that is uh, – I don't know where the days go these days, man. I, I think it's a byproduct of getting old. I, everything seems like it happens so fast. But, man, this is not dragging along. We've had real football conversations, and they haven't had to be, you know, kind of drummed up out of nowhere. Some of them are. I mean, it's list season. I got it. I understand. But most of these have been legitimately about, like, the program, the health of the program, the coaching staff, the recruiting, the, the season they're going to have, the offense, what we think of this defense, the schedule. There's been a lot there to kind of get us into July, which we're basically in. And, um, you know, once camp starts, it's Katie bar the door. It's an, it's all day, every day. It's, it's, there's going to be information. There'll be stuff. I do want to say that, uh, give credit to our own Aslan here. He's going to be taking it over to the Manning camp and we'll end up having, uh, some content for you surrounding that he'll, he'll video that. And, and I'm sure talk to Jordan. So that'll be good. That is a cool wrinkle. We haven't had a quarterback worthy of an invite to right. the Manning Passing Academy in some time, in quite some time. Yeah, I think that's neat, um, and, and and good for Jordan. And uh, so we'll have some stuff from that. Uh, Tom, I saw you sent me an email right before the start of the show, and I was reading this as we came on the air. Perhaps it accounts for my distraction and the inability to say uh, good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show, which I couldn't spit out. Um, but I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the two team tie for a spot in the ACC championship game. Uh, six different tiebreakers available to break the deadlock list is what you had there. I hadn't thought about this. Um, the email reads as follows. So I'll answer this question right out the gate here and have some fun with it. 
Uh, hi, Tom. Kudos to you and Jeff. I, I like that he emailed you knowing that I probably wouldn't respond. I don't get to all of them. I, like you, now we are in the Warchant Empire and there's yeah. you know, some written content, some video content. We get a lot, and I apologize if I don't get back to everybody in a timely fashion. But, but sometimes the spam inbox is in play, too. If you have still maybe a mindspring.net <laughs> email address or AOL or Yahoo. Mm. Yeah, anyway. It gets kicked to the curb. Was, this was near the top of the list from Craig because it was sent merely 25 minutes ago. Seems the emails I get are only from crazy people. Like, I, I, this is a really pleasant email, and I'm not saying it's the only email I get, but most of the time when I get an email, it's a novel, and it's all the things that they hate, which centers around me. And at what time? Oh, yeah. No, it's late night. Somebody's drunk, and they have a grievance. And they've decided that you flaming liberal, I hate your ass. You're what's wrong with the world. I'm like, well, that's okay. <laughs> and I usually it's lengthy and it's a it's like conspiratorial. It's awesome. P.S. Is Daryl Jackson's waiver gonna yeah, yeah. get done or what? <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Be well. Kudos to you and Jeff for the content you provide on a daily basis. Question for the two of you that I have not yet heard if it has been discussed. Now that the ACC has eliminated divisions in football starting this year, what is the tiebreaker process in the conference? I could see a scenario where Clemson goes 8-0, FSU goes 7-1 with its one loss to Clemson, and say North Carolina goes 7-1 with its one loss to Clemson. Who goes to the ACC championship game? And would it eliminate our chance of going to the college football playoff if we beat LSU this year, but the conference sends UNC to the ACC championship? This would obviously give us no chance at a conference title. Thoughts? Keep up the great work. Go Knowles. All right, well, thank you. Whoever emailed that, I don't see a name on this. Craig. Thank you, Craig. Long distance call, Craig. Good work out of you, Craig. Uh, here's the answer, everybody. If there is a two-team tie for a spot in the ACC championship game, we have lots of ways, six to be exact, uh, to figure out how to break that deadlock. The first is head-to-head competition between the two tied teams. Second, win percentage versus all common opponents. Third, win percentage versus common opponents based upon their order of finish. Overall conference win percentage with ties broken and proceeding through other common opponents based on their order of finish. Combined win percentage of conference opponents, the tied team with the higher ranking. Now, this is where I wanted to go to to start, Tom. I thought it was just who was the highest-ranked team. Can we just start there? Apparently, there are other places you would go first. And Well, I wouldn't. Yeah. I what, wouldn't. what was number three again? <laughs> you, you ready for the uh, I know what's coming? We haven't heard from him in a while. Everybody brace yourself. This is normally a Friday edition where we break him out of the woodwork, but here you go. I'll read it, and you can cue up the stuttering wonder. Win percentage versus common opponents based on their order of finish. Overall conference win percentage with ties broken and proceeding through other common opponents based upon their order of finish. I don't get the cold. By the way, it is still an all-time great clip. Like hearing it back, hearing it back. Let's let's do it again. Well, 
Think of how twisted the neurons had to get, like the wires. What? Well, that was super slow speed. You well, want, my you point, want... my, yeah, you can do it at full speed, but my point would be there aren't words in there other than head and comb. Which he's trying to say head coach. He wanted to say blame. He couldn't say blame. He wanted to say, I don't know how you could blame the head coach. And somehow this came out. It's that's it really is amazing. That it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was at that moment that uh what's his face who's now the host of uh college game day reese davis he had it was, to- at, it was at that moment that reese davis is like what am i doing with my life you talk about paying your dues my god and he was so bitter, you could tell. It was always like, I'm in here with these two a-holes. This guy can't even speak. The other guy has a Q rating of zero. And now here I am just trying to make this. And they're making me dress like a judge. I look like an idiot. It's all because I'm waiting for Chris Fowler to someday leave the set of college game day. And the bastard keeps re-upping. Come on, Chris. You know you want to call tennis? You've always dreamt of being in the booth next to John so he could belittle you. Still waiting for that FIFA gig, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy, though, right? I mean, that is it's still all-time great. Back to our subject at hand. The sixth, well, really, back to number five. The tied team with the higher ranking by the team rating score metric provided by Sports Source Analytics following the conclusion of regular season games. I was not aware of this. This was decided at the spring meetings. There was debate amongst the coaches about which service they would use as they go down the line. I would guess so. And number six is the represent, uh, representative shall be chosen by a draw administered by the commissioner of uh, by the or, commissioner, or commissioner or a commissioner's designee. <laughs> His designation. Philip, why don't you draw? I think it's a fine job for you. Philip is wearing a bunch of Tar Heel gear. Yeah. All right. Oh, I'll All do right. it. Just so you know, it's on the up and up, everybody. Here I go. I'm not looking. Much like our history program. Have you checked out some of the offerings, <laughs> some of the sections of courses we've offered to players? And the general pop. If yes. it had not been, Tom, mm-hmm. then they really would have been in trouble. Let's not forget. That's right. The general student population was able to take a non-existent course just the way the athletes did. That's right. It wasn't special treatment. Anybody could have taken the course that doesn't exist that we gave out A's to for over 20 years and got a slap on the wrist. Congratulations to Tyler <laughs> and also uh, Will for signing up for the class and getting the free A. Yeah. Yep. Good for them. Like, those guys thought they were taking a course because they weren't on the in. They didn't know like the athletes knew. So they were just like, oh, I'll just take this. And then they took it. They're like, what, 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 we don't have to do anything? No, man, that's the thing. That's the thing. Well, you don't have to do anything in this course. Maybe they went I to don't. the registrar's office, 
and they were cut off as they were walking in yeah. by some dude who keeps the, the collar up real close to his cheeks. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. You don't. Roy Williams. <laughs> you don't want to do it. This is the greatest class ever. Take the A. Uh, look, at the end of the day, it's going to be win percentage versus all common opponents. That's what this is going to do because Clemson and Florida State do play each other. And so you will have the competition. It's the other side that everybody would be worried about. Who who comes from the other? Well, there's no more sides, but who would have come from the other side if it was still lined up before? The only other team that really has a chance, we think, this year is North Carolina. Probably so. Maybe Louisville. Louisville's got one hell of a schedule. Yeah, I mean, it's the easiest schedule of all time. People are concerned about it. I will Again, I'll say this about Louisville, by the way. Um, I know it's an easy schedule. And I'm pulling up right now. How you like them apples? That's great radio. Uh, football. There you go. Look at this. Let's find out. Let's find out that schedule here. It is. It is. Uh, it's damn easy, isn't it? Um, but I thought this when I uh, when I first saw it. I said, "Yeah, everybody presumes that they'll win those games, but I'm not so sure." So they do play Indiana in Indianapolis. I'm assuming that's a win. Yes, they put (laughs) wins. All right, all right, all right. How you doing? Losses. Damn it. We lost. We fucking super lost, man. Where do we triumph? Where doth thou fall? So, uh, a quick W's and L's for Louisville on uh, June the 22nd or whatever day today is. Uh, there you go. I got them going 1-0 and against Murray State, 2-0 and against Indiana, 3-0 and against Boston College. Then we get to the first losable game for them. I guess Indiana could be losable. It's unlikely. But uh, at Raleigh, North Carolina against NC State, that's a night game, friends, on a Friday night. The Piss Palace is going to be rocking. Those students are flinging urine on a Friday night, September the 29th. Oh, man. That's a toughie. I'm going to go with loss. There's your loss. They also play Notre Dame. Then they play at Pitt. That's another loss. I'll throw another wrinkle in there for you. Duke will beat him. Yeah, Duke is going to beat him. At the Papa John Palace? At the Papa John's. That's another loss. Miami will have quit by the time we get around to November, but they do play at Miami. And they host Virginia, and they host Virginia Tech. Those are wins. But, man, it's not as easy. The time to get nervous is if they beat NC State on the road on a Friday night. I forgot to give them the win against Georgia Tech. Sorry. Well, they'll forget that game, too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, if they beat NC State on the road... So if they start 1-0, win over Georgia Tech, Murray State, Indiana, BC. So, okay, that's whatever. We're not we're not nervous yet. They beat NC State on the road, and they turn around and beat Louisville a week. I mean, uh, Notre Dame at Louisville a week later. Then you might be like, man, I need Pitt to rise up. Saturday, October the 14th. Let's go, Pitt. Because I don't think Virginia Tech's going to, and I don't think Virginia's going to, and I can't trust Miami anyhow. Kentucky at the end of the year, mm, mm, see, maybe. But it's going to be us and Clemson, guys. If Clemson can make it, of course. I'll tell you what, you want to talk about getting nervous. 
you're talking about getting nervous with uh, Louisville's schedule. Where you really want to get nervous is if Florida State beats LSU and goes on the road, and in the fourth quarter we're tied 24-all against Clemson in game number four. That's when you feel the nerves eating at you because you're a quarter away at that point from probably going undefeated. Well, yes. about that now. And or having a free loss at any point during the season. Yep. So but the post-game show yeah. at any point, well, they lost, but they had a freebie. They cashed it in. I don't want any losses. I agree. I'm not falling back on Wins that Wins are good. Freebie. We agree. Let's, uh, I'm not falling back on that freebie. If you beat LSU and Clemson, you, you should not lose another game on that schedule. So this is an important question, and I know what the answer would be for the SEC, and I know what the answer would be for Ohio State specifically. Mm-hmm. Maybe Michigan, but definitely Ohio State. If Florida State was to go 12-0, and could they lose the ACC championship game like and TCU? still make the playoff? Like TCU? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It did apply for them, didn't it? Yeah. Against Kansas State. I guess the answer would be yes, based upon circumstance. You don't know though. what the other teams are doing. The SEC the would be problem. beyond reproach of whatever the field is doing if you have a 12-1 and SEC team uh, that lost the championship. Rightfully, game. to be honest. Rightfully. Would we be, though, with wins over LSU and Clemson in the first month of the season, would we have built up enough to sustain a stumble in Charlotte? Hmm. Depends on what kind of year Florida has. Yeah. You would also need no upset to happen in the SEC championship. Right. You'd need chalk in the Big Ten championship. Florida yeah. is an interesting program, man, this year. It, it is a really interesting program. This They've been on the mind all week long, and, you know, they had a good weekend last weekend, and so they've created sort of a stir within this fan base about our own recruiting problems right now. And, you know, again, there's a long time between right now and the end of the year and when they – you know, have to actually sign the class. Um, but I I would tell you Florida could do anything from nine and three to five and seven. Nine and three. The variance for them is pretty great. I it's it's all over the map. I mean, they could go five and seven and you would not be surprised. All you'd be doing is taking the under on five and a half. And you wouldn't be surprised. I'll tell you now, if they if they get a modicum of decent play at quarterback, and that's a big if, they can go eight and four. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Oh man! All right, all right. How you doing? Losses. Damn it! We lost. We super lost, man. Where do we triumph? Where doth thou fall? Man, did we come out the gates or what? Utah on the road, August 31st, 8 o'clock at night. Loss. Woo. All right. Get you an 0-1 to start, baby. 9-2 and the rest of the way is looking very difficult at this point. It's unlikely. They'll go ahead and pick up that one on their way to 9 with that McNeese State victory. Then they host uh, Tennessee. Hosting Tennessee. If it was kneeling, this is done. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not kneeling. What's the race to? 31, 24, 40. 40. You think Florida is capable of putting up 39 points? Tennessee's defense was uh, suspect a year ago, my friend. Does Florida have its key offensive lineman back? I know their their best guy is gone. No, but they've had good success recruiting the offensive line. I, they're not going to be terrible. 
Look, they're not they're not an elite team. I'm just not I don't think that's a gimme loss. I don't think Tennessee rolls into the swamp at night. It's a seven o'clock kickoff, by the way. We do know that. If I told you, hey, Tennessee, you know, roll into Gainesville in the swamp at night and just crush Florida, I don't think you would agree. I think you'd go, well, maybe. So I, I, that's a coin flip game. Ooh, that's actually a good circumstance because we play Boston College at noon that day. So we'll Beautiful. be sitting back watching like the old days, yes. buddy. Like the old days. Love it. Yeah. So coin flip game there. You you need me to pick it? All right. It's Tennessee. They did just lose an all-world quarterback in Hendon Hooker. I mean, it's not like – we do this all the time. Like, you look at other teams and like, well, they're having to change their quarterback. This could be a problem. I mean – it could be a problem when you're trying to get to the playoff, but you know when you're trying to beat Florida, these are very, two very different bars. I'm going to pick Tennessee, Tom, as we sit here today, but man, because of the next hooker, I'm, that's right. I'm not that easy with it. I'm not like that's not a rocking chair game, my friend. Charlotte at Florida, win for Florida. Florida at Kentucky. I Kentucky tries to lose that game, so I'll just pick Florida over and over and over again. Vandy at Florida. I know Vandy beat Florida last year, but that was that Vanderbilt. Damn it. Board of South Carolina. In Gamecockville. Uh, you got that much trust in South Carolina? I have that little trust in Florida. Coin flip game. Georgia, Florida, loss. Big ass L for Florida there. Arkansas at Florida. Eh, probably Florida win. Florida, LSU, loss. Big ass L. Big ass L right there. Florida, Mizzou. They always struggle with Missouri for some reason, especially up there. That game is always weird. Georgia did, too. I know, but I'm going to give them a win. What? I think they beat Missouri. Missouri's ass. That's a tough game. Maybe they put all their eggs in the basket for that one because of where it's between. It's November 18th, yeah. We we need to get the Mizzou one, guys. We got to get this one. Because. Well, all I'll say is before we get too cocky, that was a war against Florida without their best players that we had last year at home. And now we're on the road. We didn't play our best. I was just, I'm letting you know, I like us to win that game. Certainly I do. But man, play better. Gotta have to play better. That was something. Had one receiver who caught every pass. And was wide the hell open for days. And good Anthony Richardson. They had good Anthony Richardson. Now they got no Anthony Richardson. Well, it's it's hard to miss wide-ass open guys. Don't they have Mertz? Don't they have the the (laughs) Alex Hornibrook of his time? They they got problems, of course. I'm just saying, man, I don't... I Listen, that Florida team could go anywhere from 9-3 and to 5-7. and It's a wide variant this year for Florida. I really believe that. If they win some squeakers against Kentucky and South Carolina. Yeah, they beat Utah out the gate. They'll believe. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. That's a big game. They need to go up there and get stomped. Like, let Utah get revenge for that choke job they had last year down in Gainesville. That was something else. They should be frothing at the mouth. They win that game, and and they could have maybe perhaps been in the college football playoff conversation, yeah, as the season went along. Because they ended up winning the conference. I remember, uh, you know, I'll never forget, we were in New Orleans, and, uh, I went uh, to a bar. I did. Shocking. And I was. They have those in New Orleans. Uh, huh? Lots of them. They're all right together, too. It's amazing. Uh, so I went I went to this one bar. I can't remember the name of it. 
great bar. I saw Bill there. Anyhow, um, and I was I went. They had like a little beer garden area, and I went outside, and there were all these. Uh, you would we would certainly classify them as bros watching mm. uh, the Florida Utah game, and uh, one of the kids had had a few, and had Utah to win the game outright. I heard him talking to his cohort as they were drinking, watching that drive, and he was so excited when Utah got down there on the one, as we all were. And then my man Cam Rising decided, no, no, I'm going to rip your heart out, and this kid's going to make a pick the likes of which you've never seen. I'm going to fire it 700 miles per hour at his face, and he's somehow going to catch it despite having those big-ass defense alignment hands or whatever. That was nuts. It was nuts. And he made the pick. What are you going to do? We all sat there like, there's no way. He caught, did he catch that? There's no way he caught that. He caught that? Damn it, man. And that guy slung a glass and he was kicked out. Mm. As one would be. As one would be. Something to behold. So Utah does, that's, that's a long way of saying, a uh, long-winded way of saying, come on, Utah, get it together. You should circle that game. Paste Florida and set the tone. Get you know, make that a thirty-seven to ten game. Be like, that's the kind of year you're all having. You got a bum at quarterback. You've got no momentum now. You just got stumped. Get ready to lose to Tennessee. Get ready to lose to Kentucky. Get ready to lose to Georgia. Get ready to lose to Florida State. Get re- yeah, that's right. Lots of L's on that calendar. You better show up in droves for McNeese State. <laughs> Good old McNeese State. That's the one you're gonna win. Is it McNeese State? Yeah. It is McNeese State. Yeah. Riley thinks five and seven most likely, with four and eight being slightly more likely than six and six. I'm taking the over. I think they'll get to six wins. They're not devoid of talent. They're not going to be a dominant team. They're not going to be a good team. They're going to be an average ass team. Just need them to get to six wins. Took the over on the five and a half. Oh man, just need them to get to six. Well, wins. I, I'm trying to win a bet. If they go six and six, that doesn't create anything in momentum. They they won't keep that class. They'll have all kinds of issues. I mean, it's, there's already rumblings. People are like, Man. there are bets I'd like to lose. That would be one. Yeah. Like, ah, either way I oh, win. Oh, I didn't. Either yeah. way I win. I didn't throw down 10 grand or anything. It, it won't break my heart if I lose it. Just three. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Did you hear the mic pick up Justin Thomas today, Tom? It's funny. It's really funny. Wyndham Clark is his playing partner, obviously current U.S. Open champion. And uh, he wanted Justin Thomas to mark his ball. It was like 80, 80 feet from the hole. 
And uh, Justin Thomas snidely says to his caddy as he's walking back, didn't realize that the mic caught him. He's like, guy wins one USO boat. I got to mark my ball from 80 feet. Wonder if Wyndham is well liked amongst <laughs> his peers. That, that sounds like a no. I can't tell though if it was him being funny because his back is to the mic, so you to the camera, so you can't see. Like, is he being funny, or is he kind of like miffed about needing a mark from eighty? Because <laughs> it's the kind of thing where at first when he requested, you're kind of like, really, really, mark from damn near off the green. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kind of funny. Uh, Keegan Bradley leads the way at the Travelers. I know all of you want to know. Of course he does. That's Travelers. His personal course. Yeah. I'm I'm in good shape, buddy. I had Cantlay in a bet today. He finished five under 65. Uh, I don't like him. He's the slowest player on tour. He's hard to watch. He's annoying. But he plays well here, and I took him. And he shot a 65 today. So we're right on track. I also have uh, Xander Shoffway to bounce back. He shot a 68 today. And uh, is in the uh, 20s. So we'll see what he does over the weekend. And then um, Tony Finau, let's see. He's on the course right now. He's one under through three. So we'll see what happens. This is a, this is a designated event for what it's worth. So you have the who's who. I mean, Rory is yeah. here. John Rahm is here. I'm not sure how. Travelers must be spending a pretty penny. That's got to be the answer as to why that tournament is a designated event. And that's two designated events that come the week after majors? Well, because nobody would play in it. Yeah. Well, that's what they're doing. They're like, look, man, you got to play in these events. That's a major sponsor. We're going to have to, like, and we're incentivizing it. We're going to pay you a huge sum of money. I, I Listen, I, I get it, though. I will say, and, and I'll get away from golf. I'm just, it's a year-round thing now. And because it's a year-round thing, they've got to designate some of these events where nobody will play them. They're, yeah. they're just not going to show up. Well, especially as the income for the players keeps rising and rising, there's less incentive to play. Right. I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like Sun J.M. He plays every tournament. He cracks me up. That could be the Lipton Tea Open in Quincy. He's like, I'm there. Or he'll play the Korean Open the week before the PGA. <laughs> Get off the plane. Your boy tried to tell you. It was too late. He'll roll down the tarmac. I was like, my man. Pop up like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, put a bag on his back, and go shoot 85. Yeah. I tried to warn you, but it was too late. You had already it was, submitted. It was too late. When I said that, your face was great. I go, you know, he played in the Korean Open and just got there an hour ago. You're like, oh. And then he promptly did exactly what we thought somebody who had been on a plane for 16 hours would do. I believe my response was, what? Yeah. <laughs> you got to look these things up, man. That is so unfathomable before a major that you would go play halfway it's around the world. It's his country. He wanted to be at, and well, it's, it's be less ad, patriotic. It's admirable. Help my bank account. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm going to be there. I'll be there, guys. Did just you like know I said I would. Last week that we found a player on this earth that is far slower than Patrick Cantlay and Brian Harmon. Did you watch any of the Brian Harmon stuff that happened last week? Mm -mm. Well, you had no choice if you were about four groups of players at the U.S. Open. He took 20 minutes to get a ruling for a shot he hit into the trees that he didn't believe he needed to play. He thought he should get a free drop. So there were three groups behind him waiting on the tee, literally, after he got his ruling and, and finished out. He also is one of those Sergio Circa 2002s that stands over the ball. Oh, and does, does the little twitchy to do? I mean, it's it's 8 to 12 waggles. Mm -hmm. 8 to 12. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody's got time for that. Um, 
I do think that I can put some people at ease in regards to football. I talked to somebody, our mutual friend, today at length. Feels like the high school recruiting is going to pick up in due time. We're going to be all right. Does share some concerns. So it's on balance. Long-term versus the short-term. Yeah. Some yeah. yeses coming. Need more yeses in the future. And there's some worry that perhaps, you know, that's not a dynamic group out there recruiting now on that side of the ball. So I think we need, I think we need, um, I, I would suggest that Sertan's going to help out. I mentioned that before. Um, and I would also just think that uh, th this season will go a long way in helping Mike Norvell make staff decisions, and we've said that time and again. I, I, I'll wait out this thing. Wins, by the way, go an awful long way in changing that dynamic. Yeah, and if you're thrilled with a couple of other factors, namely development and portal recruiting, closing with kids that are on their second chance, final chance, or whatever it is, then if the wins are there, you're willing to allow for one thing to be not ideal because it'll cover up that issue. So if you're not great in high school recruiting, but you're good at the portal and you're good at developing players and making them better, then I think the wins will allow for you to be more patient because obviously you're winning for a reason and that is not just due to well, yeah. you know, the players themselves showing up and then figuring it out on their own. You're going to be talking about player development and how that, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting scenario. I, I, I know that, uh, and I'm just, now this is just me kind of talking about what I know from having watched it just play out. I, I don't think that you're going to see, and I don't know this now, this, this uh, is truly independent. This is not influenced by any conversation I've had. or with you see, guys, that implies the other things were informed. So what, I, what I'm telling you is that I don't, so, you know, the battle's in, let, let's just say it, spent a lot of money on roster retention. We know that. And they were very aggressive in, in ensuring that uh, we did well in the portal over the last year, too. See Keon Coleman, who mm -hmm. everybody wanted, yep. and he came to Florida State. It's a big deal, right? They've put a team out on the field right now that is pretty damn good. We know they're elite offensively. We'll see what they are defensively. They should be better. But... I don't think that that is sustainable. I don't think that – now, what I think is sustainable is that there's still going to be an elite uh, NIL group. I think, I think the Battles Inn knows what they're doing. They've shown that around every turn. They have a plan. But I think they're fiscally responsible, too. I think they understand that there are some guys in some years where you can't do certain things, that you're going to put the onus in another place. You're going to say, okay, we got an all-world quarterback that we kind of have to make sure stays here. All right, he can't go somewhere else. So we're willing to fork out a certain amount of money for that all-world quarterback that makes the whole thing go. That hurts you in other areas, though. You have to prioritize. And so I think they had to prioritize quite a few guys that are a big part of why we're so excited about the upcoming season. Absolutely. Which, which means that you're not, if you don't, see an uptick in high school recruiting from this staff, let's say, moving forward, I think you can be concerned because I don't think that they're going to go out there and spend a ton in the portal. And I also don't think that they're going to be able to always grab the number one defensive end 
in the portal. Maybe not, but the reputation will suggest after this year that if you are the number one defensive end in the portal, you better be looking. Well, you you ought to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's going to be, I would think, a significant amount of liquid cash, if that's what we're talking about here, in the budget this December, January. A lot of guys coming off the books, so to speak. A lot of them. So I would think that if they wanted to be active in the portal this winter, they could be very active in the portal this winter. Retention won't be as big of a deal this offseason yeah, you as it don't was want, last year. Well, I'll, I'll say this, though. you don't you, Your defensive ends, we, we've been very fortunate. We've got the two best in back-to-back years. Um, I don't know that you – that's not sustainable. doesn't seem like to me. And also, we know other positions are far less available. Uh, you, you're not seeing a ton of elite tackles that are available in the portal. Um, now, if Daryl Jackson is approved, uh, that was a hell of a get. That was a hell of a get. But now, again, that's a kid that's played in two different institutions already. He's yet to dominate on the field. He could. He could. We'll see. Uh, if if he does, by the way, Florida State is going to be very good because he's a menace, and that's going to free everything else up. Yeah, and I would think that given the two deep at defensive tackle right now, the guy that you would circle if you're the battle's end for retention would be Joshua Farmer if he wants to hear of it. You know, this cu- upcoming offseason, mm-hmm. you want 44 back. Sure you do. That will help fortify the ranks and help that transition to the Io Tafasis and Daniel Lyons of the world so that it's a little bit smoother. Yeah, and you need to get a guy in here, too, from the high school ranks. You need to get yeah. a good player in here. And you need to do that at defensive end, and you need to do that at linebacker. Really, those three positions that I'm looking at closely. Um. Because I'm not, again, I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again here. I think they're going to do fine in the secondary. I think they're going to be able to sign some kids. I think they're going to get the Lester kid. Uh, and so, I mean, maybe not as early as we'd like them to. Like, we want it now. We want to hear the news now. Because it creates momentum and everybody gets excited. Good it's an God answer. we want it now. Yeah, Every five freaking seconds. Like, yeah. I get it. I understand. I want them to finish with a high recruiting class, too. But I, I think we just looked at the calendar and picked, this is going to be the week we freak well, out. Well, there, there was a sequence of events that led to the mashing of the panic button for some. Including having some kids to cancel visits. So, you know, you're kind of like, that's not ideal. <laughs> not, not ideal. You want to do W's and L's for Miami? When Ooh. we come back? Ooh, when yeah. we come back? Absolutely. All right. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chan TV. Hey, guys. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out, and I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. You guys are right. That was well played. Uh, Noel, Dad, well done. Somebody definitely opened the hatch on the W's and L's today. That was yesterday's theme. It could be a shirt. 
be on the lookout for that down the road. And open the hatch shirt for our special day spent yesterday together. They're out of air now, guys. But I just read, Tom, during the break that um, they can live for hours and hours and hours as the oxygen, oxygen depleted. So they may still be down there stuck banging on the damn doors. <laughs> uh, Tom might take the shirt off now that you gave 100 bucks. Good Lord, Z-Chan. You hate that Mets gear that much? It's Mets gear, guys. Thank you, Z-Chan. We love you, too. You guys realize that every time you put in the chat that you hate, you hate the, the Mets gear, that adds another day that I will wear the Mets gear. Consecutively. You need to get you a new favorite pullover, though. Like You love that pullover. It's a great pullover. I've got five of them. You need, you need, you need to get you a, a quality FSU pullover that you're like, oh, I like this one. Quality FSU pullover? Mm -hmm. I mean, the Mets ones, we're going to keep going. Do you have an FSU like, pullover? I do. Plenty of them. This is like the detention scene in Breakfast Club. Yeah. You want another? You want another? And another? You got one. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, what do y'all care about anyway, you Braves fans? You guys are the kings of the division. You have been since it, it was conceived, the NL East. You should not concern yourselves with Yeah, that. well, I, I what, think that's Where too. does the insecurity stem from? I don't My know. question. It's weird. I would if we won twenty division titles to year two or three, I would not care that you existed. Yeah. So you're making right. you're making a sound argument for Braves fans everywhere. <laughs> that is correct. You sh I think you should it, not care. You should. You should be like, look at that funny oh, little thing they're wearing. How cute it is, oh, the Mets. Cute. There's still fans out here. All caps. Good lord. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's take a look at Miami. Go ahead, cue up the W's and L's again. I love the sounder. W's. Wins. All right, all right, all right. How you doing? Losses. Damn it! We lost. We fucking super lost, man. Where do we triumph? Where doth thou fall? Mm. Miami, who finished fifth in the ACC Coastal last year, fifth. In the final year of the ACC Coastal, mm -hmm. they had to shut it down because Miami couldn't win it. There they are, buddy. Miami of Ohio, 1-0, Friday, September the 1st, 7 o'clock, ACC Network. How many fans are at that game? Over under 30,000. Going to take the over? At Miami, Miami? It's a home opener. Seven o'clock. How big of an alumni base does Miami of Ohio have? Well, that's my retort because they would probably need to bring twelve to fifteen thousand. Eight days later, they'll be hosting Texas A&M. A coach fighting to keep his job, another coach trying to get traction so that he can have his job long term. Meet at three thirty on ABC. The Colt. Of Texas A&M rolls to town with their stupid traditions and silly shoes, and they'll dance oh, about. Now that's a tailgate that is dangerous. Yeah, you don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. That you talk about clashing. You talk about two fan bases that could not be more dissimilar. Yeah, you've got hate <laughs> crimes going on both ways. Here. Yeah, this, this both ain't good. ways. This ain't good here. That's just one big hate crime. This is like, oh no, the rodeo comes to Miami. This is going to be a toughie. 
I would almost go to People Watch just to look around at that yeah, interaction. If you could go borrow some knight's armor from the museum in New York City. They really need to separate these fan bases. That tailgate needs to be one group over here, yeah. one group. Now, that's not what we want in this country. We want people to come together. But on this day, no. centered around football, I don't think the experiment works. Maybe the Renaissance Fair is a better place. You stop <laughs> off, you get some knight's <laughs> armor for that one. My God. Loss. One and one. Jimbo wins, 17-13. It's an ugly game. Bethune-Cookman win, two and one. At Temple, win, three and one. Home to Georgia Tech, win, four and one. Oh, they're blowing up our chat on Warchant TV at four and one. At North Carolina, loss. Four and two. But you really can't trust the old man. No, no, you cannot. So it's tough. I mean, that's not. <laughs> that's 24-24 in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, can't trust the old man. Carolina will just throw a game away out of nowhere. Home to Clemson. Loss. That's three losses. Home to Virginia. Win. It's five and three. At NC State. Loss. Five and four. At Florida State. Loss. Five and five. It's off the tracks. It's off the tracks. They're five and five. Quit watch the next week. Quit watch at home against Louisville. Five and six. Loss. Loss. <laughs> And they'll win 10-9 to against Boston College. If they lost that game to go 5-7. and seven. Noon. Noon, November the 24th on a Friday. On True TV. 6-6. Six and six. Thanks for playing, everybody. No momentum. 6-6 six and six is what I'm going with the Canes, huh? That is a fun-ass tailgate. Texas A&M, Miami. Oh, no. My oh, God, no. sir. I'm going to call my buddy down there and be like, hey, man, go with your camera and film. I got to see this thing. If I was a cop down there, I'd say I'm renewing my vows that weekend. Sorry, guys. Uh, guys, I'm not going to be able to. Be there. I can't be there to police the A&M Miami game, guys. Little nervous. Wife said we have to that yeah. week. It's our anniversary. <laughs> Isn't it May? Shut up, Jimmy. Shut up. We're renewing our vows. Yeah. Like, they should just start with the SWAT team. Just have the SWAT team there, the bomb squad, everybody. Okay, guys, a show of force before you get to <laughs> Shannon Sharp was right. Call the National Guard. <laughs> Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV.